You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Andy Smith. And I'm Tim Fullen. This is Fight Fan Weekly. Woo! Okay. We haven't done one of these in a little while. It's actually a Fight Fan Weekly, but I do have some fight news for you I want to talk about. Um, numero uno, before we get started, the Johnny Bones Jones tweeting thing that's getting a lot of attention lately. Um, do you know about this? Him calling out Nganu and yeah. saying he's going to retire, then he's not retiring, but he is retiring, when then he wants more money and all this shit. I know the bare bones of this, so tell me when I start being wrong. Oh, I did bare mean- Jones bones. <laughs> I, I know the Jones bones about this. So I know that he was messaging Francis Naganu about they were like trying to hype themselves up and like they had like this big beef going back and forth. And he was talking about going up to heavyweight so they can duke it out. Everyone was getting all fucking hyped for it. And apparently he actually sat down digitally, I'm assuming, with people from ESPN to hash it out to like talk like numbers and stuff and he was not satisfied with what they were going to give him so he decided fuck the ufc altogether he is done and he will see us one day in the future yeah so this is getting a lot of attention with like the way that these tweets are coming out and i've heard a a couple people talk about this so far but i'm just looking at his twitter feed so uh may 21st uh he just he tweeted um uh, I can't see the times. It was Twitter. It just says May twenty first. Okay, so it says currently in negotiations with UFC as we speak. Next tweet just says unbelievable. Tweet after that says before even discussing numbers, the UFC was unwilling to pay more for the Francis super fight with me to prove to move to heavyweight. Said I could possibly earn more in pay per view buys. Okay, so <clears throat> this is. This is one of the things that I agree with some of the people that are talking about this, which is um, now's not the time to ask for more money when the company's hasn't been able to put on shows, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's trying to get all these extra, you know, things to his paycheck and all that uh, during a time when you know he thinks the UFC is in a vulnerable spot where they need him for pay per views. So then. Um, he just says it's it's been fun you guys maybe i'll see you in a year or two maybe when they're ready to do better business i'll come back until then health and fitness and family um and then right after that he said i should have worded that differently i actually think these guys do great business right now things aren't where i want them to be oh i didn't know that i didn't know that second part yeah and then he said red panty night for the light heavyweight division and then the next day, he put. I've had some time to think about it, and I'm at a. I'm in a lot less emotion. I'm. <clears throat> I had time to think about it, and I'm a lot less emotional. Just sad that the UFC doesn't see my value against the scariest heavyweight in the world. Jan, I guess you're next in line. Who? Jan Blahovich. I'm assuming. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I don't get what he's trying to do here. I think he's either being told he's having these he's told that these ideas he's coming up with are very good um or they are coming up with these ideas for him as kind of like a power play against the UFC yeah see i don't think he's in a position to negotiate like that like 
A, we have what's going on in the world as is, right? So, like, the UFC is trying their best to throw whatever they can together, but fighters aren't, like, fighters are still lining up to, like, put on shows. We have no lack of talent in the UFC right now. So, if they say we want a UFC headlining match for a pay-per-view, we're going to get a thousand different guys saying, sign me up, I'm in now. Um, Plus, he's had so much, like, problems in the past and like he had one fight and he went right back to getting arrested so yeah. I, I don't think he's in a spot like i hate to say it but like when you fuck up you kind of have to put your tail between your legs for a little while and say all right i'm gonna do good uh, i can prove myself that i'm gonna be a steady fighter uh and i think that's where he's at if he was to even get a fight with Francis Naganu. You know what? That would be absolutely phenomenal. And that would put him back on everyone's, not that he's off everyone's radar. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, like that he's fight motivated and like worldly distractions are no longer his main thing. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense. Uh, it, it makes sense. I understand he wants more money and all that. It just doesn't make sense the way he's going about it. He's going in at a time when the, the company is going through like financial you know, difficulties like everyone else is because they can't put on shows. And he's now basically when they're, he thinks that when they're vulnerable, now is the time to ask for more money because he probably thinks that he's a big draw and they need him to be a big draw. But they're like, listen, we, we don't have any revenue from the fucking arenas because there's nobody buying arenas. So all the things that come along with that, like we don't have that extra capital or that extra money. So, you know, now's not the time, John. Yeah, like yeah. N- now's the time to be good to the company uh, so that later on, you know, you hope you can get maybe a couple of these deals going in there. But yeah, so and like he is still going to be like a major headliner. If this was a pay-per-view, it's not like he's going to come out with nothing in his pocket. Like he's still going to make fucking bank. Yeah, he gets a number off the pay-per-views and that should be the selling point would be like, you know, try to get try to sell this fight so much that you get it on the back end with the pay-per-view buys because he is a champion and he does have the pay-per-view contract. Yeah, exactly. So if you think you're worth the draw, then prove your point. Yeah, exactly. So, up next on Fight Fan Weekly, we have Corona Chronicles Part 9. Some good shit. Actually, I'm going to fight Part 10. Yeah, part part whatever. Part, part too many. <laughs> part part whatever. So what is the good shit here, buddy? So this is a little bit of a toss-up with the some good shit because it's actually not good shit, kinda sort of. If you guys haven't noticed, we kind of maybe stole this segment from this low level name dude, just this asshole called John Krasinski. Uh he <laughs> he has a show called Some Good News. We never actually tried to purposely steal any of his news, but the segment is very similar. Anyway, yeah, we're we we we're literally just trying to stop being depressed. So, and it's hilarious that we just had a podcast called Copy and Paste. Um, <laughs> but we yeah, didn't get any of his actual news? Like we t- we did our own thing. Anyway, so John Krasinski at the beginning of this whole Corona thing came out with a YouTube channel. It was just called Some Good News, and he would just talk about good things just to like make people feel lighthearted for a little while. He would have famous guests on there. He had Steve Carell. He had Oprah. He had his wife, uh, Emily Blunt. He had a whole bunch of other cool people. It was hugely successful. Like he like made like this half ass opening thing and people fucking love it. People like went ape shit over it and it is to be no more essentially. Why did he sell it? Money. Money. Uh, Why did he sell it though? 
it, apparently there was a huge bidding war. So when I say money, I'm talking millions. He made eight episodes of this, and we're talking like this is going to be a major. They're not, they didn't give us actual numbers, but this is going to be a major, major deal. And he's going to stay on as executive producer. So the show was sold to CBS. Yeah, the show was sold to CBS. It is now exclusively held by CBS. It is no longer going to be hosted by John Krasinski, but it is executively produced by him. So for all intents and purposes, it's going to basically be a new show the way I see it. How um, long before they ruin it? Oh, it's going to be the first episode. It's already, it's, already, it's already ruined because everyone's bringing up a good point. Like people are saying the people are fucking outraged by this. Like he's saying like everyone's saying like this was originally meant to like bring people together. Uh, it's supposed to be lighthearted, like light everything. And now a it's behind a paywall. So I'm sure a bunch of millennials have been watching this who don't have normal cable TV anymore, but you have to have CBS to watch it. Yeah. So you either have to have cable TV or you have to have a CBS subscription. Uh, two, it's not hosted by John Krasinski. That's so stupid. Yeah. Um, there's two ways to look at this. John Krasinski can't do this forever. I don't think he wanted to do it forever, which might be one of the leading reasons why he took the, the payout and sold yeah. the thing. But, um, so it's either, you know, he does this for as long as he does it and then that's it. Or he sells it and tries to give a news platform that does good news, uh, a name. Yeah. Or, or a platform but um you know that's a good way to look at it too maybe this is the start of news i i'm the first one to complain that news is always bad so maybe this is a way to like start like having yeah mainstream media focus on good things but it's got to be authentic and that's why krasinski's thing did so well is because he is a generally pretty much unanimously loved person yeah and yeah. he comes off as very genuine when he did that show and you, you just can't have the, like, in recent development tonight, a, a godly, you know, like, you, you get one of those yeah. people, it's not going to work. Like, that generic same voice kind of thing. I just I, hope they don't ruin it. I saw one person on Twitter. I, I don't remember who it was, but someone's like, the only way this is going to work is if they get the Asian actor from the office who replaced him to replace him as the host <laughs> and still introduce himself as John Krasinski. <laughs> <laughs> for that one episode yeah 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 <laughs> yeah that's, that's funny the only way this would work <laughs> i think that's that would be clever yeah so uh any final thoughts on this one uh nah he did his thing he made eight episodes he made the world lay harder for a little while and he made fucking bank off of it so made a ton of money ton of money they go to sizzler um <laughs> so buying sizzler yeah buying it uh tyron woodley versus gilbert burns all right, this is your area of expertise, dude. What okay, so Tyron, uh, former 170-pound uh, champ, uh, fucking, like, <sighs> it's one of those guys where, uh, you know, he hasn't been around, he hasn't fought recently for a yeah. while. Um, it was, He was one of those guys when he was in there, it's like, oh, who's going to beat him? Who's going to beat him? And then Kamaru Usman went in there and beat, beat the brakes off of him. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see how he comes back from this because he is uh, one of the best 170-pounders to ever do it. Um, Gilbert Burns is nowhere near as well-known, but he's an animal in there as well. He's got a good uh, win streak going on right now. He just knocked out Damian Maya, and uh, he's a beast of a grappler, which is interesting because Tyron Woodley is a beast of a wrestler. So you don't really probably want to see him going down with a guy who's won multiple gold medals and multiple uh, 
grappling tournaments. So that makes it very interesting. And both dudes don't mind, you know, whipping shots back either. So yeah, this is going to be either Gilbert Burns coming out party or Tyron Woodley's return to get his belt back. Um, I don't know which one it's going to be. That's why we watch the fights. But uh, <laughs> I always th- find it. I always find it interesting when a wrestler faces someone who is a strong grappler because. I mean, everyone in the UFC at this point has like some sort of grappling ability. I'm pretty sure it's impossible to be at that level without having anything in your back oh, pocket. Yes. But like wrestlers, the goal of wrestling just does not have submission built into it. So if yeah. you're a strong wrestler, you could dominate a guy until you can't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I'm the first one who loves seeing a good wrestler enter the rings. So the cage, I guess. Yeah. So I. That's interesting. I'm yeah, this is this. yeah, this is. Uh, but there's levels to this shit, and like Tyron Woodley is a different level wrestler than most guys that go in there. But Burns is also a different level grappler. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was that. It was the one where we saw. Um, that's the one we were talking about with Maya, where it was like grappler versus grappler. I remember seeing that one. I remember you saying like, like what? I remember hyping up Maya. Yeah, being like he's gonna dominate, and it was a. I'm looking now. It's a first round. TKO. Yes. Yeah. You, were, you were kind of upset because we didn't get to see more grappling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was right. Yeah. So um, I, think that, I think that was one of the last times I saw you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was that long ago. Yeah. So th- this one, whoever wins this fight is right in the mix uh, for 170 pounds, I think. Uh, even if they're not like uh, on paper or whatever uh, with the rankings, I don't know what they're with. Both of them are ranked right now, but whoever wins this fight uh, can start talking about, you know, the title. Uh, if Tyron knocks out Gilbert Burns or finishes Gilbert Burns, whoever, if somebody has an impressive performance tonight, they are ready. I basically yeah. just say that, um, you know, you don't get more ready than beating Tyron Woodley. Um, if, if you're Gilbert Burns. So this is the height match. Exactly. So whoever wins, this is who we're going to be talking about. Yeah. This is going to be a really, this is one of those ones that you're going to be able to enjoy. Cause you don't know either guy that well, you've seen yeah. Tyron fight. We've seen Gilbert fight, but like, they're not huge, huge names. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're going to be able to get to see like two guys of the, like really, really high caliber um, and not have a vested interest in who to win, who you want to win. Um, so yeah, and excuse me. And yeah, last but not me. least, uh, Joe Rogan moves to Spotify. Ooh, this is kind of like the Krasinski thing all over again, except slightly different. I think this one, um, if and I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm almost a hundred percent right. Rogan has been complaining about YouTube's um, uh, how do we, management um, decisions, I guess in recent years about them censoring certain uh, information and them censoring certain, uh, certain videos of what they see fit and what they don't see fit. And I, I believe that even if it's a small portion of it, there was a portion of his decision that was, was a moral decision where he did not agree that with what they were doing and didn't really want to be a part of it. Yeah, actually, so for the YouTube community, not for YouTube themselves, but for the YouTube community, this is probably the best thing that has ever happened because he's not the only one. Like, 
we don't have enough followers to get any sort of monetary compensation off our videos yet. Yeah, we'll leave two YouTube, okay? <laughs> we'll, br we'll bring all our follower with us. <laughs> so, but there's people get flagged constantly all the time for like the stupidest shit. Like you can't swear at all or you're no longer monetized. You, you can't, can't swear in the first five minutes. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? The first I believe it's the first five minutes. So like, but there's all like these stringent rules and people constantly get like uh, negative flags set on them. So like, it's very hard to make a living off of YouTube these days because of all these reasons. Now, Joe Rogan was probably the most watched thing on YouTube in all seriousness, if not one of the top things. Yes. He's so very popular. He's very, very popular. And he, he's consistent. So mm -hmm. like he's constantly putting things out. People are constantly not just watching current podcasts, but they'll go back to old ones too. And they're long. It's, and YouTube takes, that's like a big thing for YouTube. They don't just want people to watch videos. They want watch time. They want you to stay on YouTube for as long as possible. For the ads. Exactly. So with Joe Rogan leaving because of their policy, they're saying that YouTube is now taking like a strong look at their policies and are contemplating change. So like the YouTube uh field is going ape shit right now excited because people have been complaining for years you know what you know what this brings up a couple a couple good points uh and and, and some interesting ones okay so number one this is going to be really good for people like joe rogan and whoever else decides to leave youtube and go yeah. somewhere where they feel like they can really spread their wings with what they're doing creatively um, it's going to be good for people that stay on YouTube that were kind of on the back burner because now there's going to be this huge void that they're going to have to fill and people are not going to stop using YouTube. So I think it's going to make other people that weren't as popular, more popular because now there's, they're not on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like a little power vacuum. Yeah. It, yeah. I see your point. That's actually, uh, that's actually really good. Oh, maybe we'll take Joe Rogan's spot. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, bro. We got to <laughs> jump on this shit, dog. Um, so the other thing is it makes me very, very disappointed that YouTube has been kind of saying that they're, all these decisions were based off of moral, right? The, these is how they morally feel. We don't want you to curse. We don't want, like, they're saying, like, these are our morals, and that's why we're doing it, because this is what we think is the right thing to do. And then they were like, oh, cool. Watch a bunch of money go out the window. And then they're like, our morals just changed. We're going to take a look at our morals and we're going to change them. Like after we just said, because it's not like people were complaining underground. <laughs> you know, like they've been, if I know about this, everyone knows about this. Like he, Rogan had been complaining about this for years, along with a lot of other people about how they're making all these weird, stupid things where like they're kind of uh, censoring what you're saying, but for reasons that seem to have an underlying um, hidden agenda almost. Uh, and now he is one of those guys and he's always been one of those guys where he's like, I will, you're going to call my bluff. I'm just going to leave. Like, I don't need this. I'm not money hungry. I'm just going to leave. And somebody like him leaving creates a movement to where everyone else is like, you know what? I'm out too. And that yeah. scares the shit out of the people at YouTube. Yeah. And you know what? Fuck all that thing where they say it's their moral high ground. Cause like people have put out the sketchiest shit you will ever see. And they, they do get pyramid schemes. They do pyramid schemes. Ponzi schemes, everything. Dude, like chill. 
they I think they started to correct it, but like up until like six months ago, they had like children's videos where like people would just put in a whole bunch of like characters and they would dress up as them, but they would do weird shit. Like you would see like Elsa from Frozen physically straddling someone dressed up as Spider-Man and basically like grinding on top of them. And it was considered a child's video. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. But like no one would like that's but what they I mean though. They weren't getting they weren't getting flagged though because they only had they weren't swearing and they only had keywords in there like like frozen, Elsa, Spider Man. So like kids were watching that shit and they didn't care. But you know what? Kids were watching that. It's not a copyright infringement and no one's losing money, so fuck it. Yeah, exactly. All they cared about was keep was keeping ad rev coming. All mm-hmm. they care about is making sure that he that the ad people are still putting stuff on their channel. Yeah, the the the, the Joe Rogan move uh, is gonna the exodus of Joe Rogan. Uh, it's a big is, power play. It well, it's a big power play. But not only that, he's he basically said like people will leave. Yeah, like yeah. shown that people will leave. And if you keep doing these bullshit ass rules, uh, there's gonna be more that leave. And Spotify is like the new hot girlfriend down the street. Like <laughs> she she ain't asking where you are at nine o'clock at night. She's like, nah, go do whatever you want. Like, I'm super liberal. <laughs> right? As long as you come home to me, we're good. Exactly. So, uh, you know, He's I think it's good. I, it I sucks think- because I'm so used to watching him on YouTube, and it's a yeah. shame that it came to this. And now I got to figure out fucking Spotify. Um, <laughs> but, I be- yeah. I believe in you, bro. I think you can figure it out. I'm sure I can. But it's <laughs> just it's not my favorite thing. So, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, he's the perfect person to leave. He has all the money in the world. He's making banks. Spotify is paying him out the fucking wazoo for this. Hundred million? Was it really? I th- I saw the figure a hundred million somewhere. I, I would believe it. I would absolutely believe. Because think about it, you're going to be on Spotify now. Once you're on Spotify, you're not just going to stop at Joe Rogan. Well, what's crazy is this. Um, I believe I heard a rumor somewhere that that Rogan made a hundred thousand dollars per podcast episode. That's nuts. Dude. And he comes out with anywhere from one to three a week. Dude, dude. I can't. Right? I can't. I can't even. And he doesn't even advertise on him anymore. No, he just does whatever the fuck he wants. And people pay him, pay him for it. Well, not on YouTube anyway. <laughs> I think on the podcast app he does, but but yeah. So so yeah. So that's uh that's the uh fight fan weekly for this week. Um Tim, anything else you want to add to this week's Episode. No, I think we about said enough. Why don't you talk us out, dude? I've talked us out enough. Uh, well, you're so good at it, though, man. I'm not as good as you because I don't do it all the time. But go to BrodownPro.com for some cool-looking shit, man. It's fucking coronavirus lockdown. You know you're bored. Go to BrodownPro.com. <laughs> take, take a gander. Even if you just like our stuff, bro. You can find it on Etsy, too. Just like it, okay? Just like it. Spread the word. Go to YouTube, like uh, YouTube, which is, yeah, we're still there. We didn't leave Spotify yet, but like and subscribe to us on YouTube and, you know, help us fill Joe Rogan's void. Uh, you know, we could be the next person that leaves YouTube and goes to Spotify. Um, we're on Spotify, asshole. Yeah, but like I'm saying as a power play, like we need to have a power play move. Okay. See, this is why you talk us out, Tim. I'm staring intensely into your cardboard cutouts eyes right now. All right, that has been the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We are out. I promise not to let him do this in the future. Bye, everybody. I'm doing it every time now. (laughs) Goodbye. 
you're listening to Bro Down Podcast all 